You're listening to the No Farting Around Show. We're all about taking your marketing and business from the toilet to the bank. I'm your host, Ashley Mae Fernandez, and this is the only show where making a disruptive noise smells like success. Each week, I interview high-level disruptors who are making a big stink in their industry by doing things their own way while you listen in and ask a question or two. Talk show, live studio audience style. Expect all things marketing, messaging, money, and mindset, and only strategies that don't include farting and darting or treating your clients like an afterthought. So if you're ready to stop farting around and actually scale your business, let's cut to the cheese and get on with the show. I want to talk today about feast or famine months, because this is something that I see over and over again with um, my clients that I work with. And it's something also that I have dealt with in my business. And I got a little fired up, got a little fired up about this earlier. And I was like, okay, I need to let the emotions simmer a little bit before I go and talk about this. But really a lot of the times when I see the feast or famine months come up is it has to do with a, what I call a money scarcity mindset. Because what ends up happening is we have this huge month. We have this really amazing, let's say, 10K, 20K, 30K, 40K month. We have this huge month. And our brain's like, yeah, this is really awesome, blah, blah, blah. But then we think, okay, I have to maintain that for the next month. And then that's when we go into this like freak out mode of, okay, oh my gosh, I had this really big month. I can do this really big month. So now I feel pressure to continue to do this really big month. And then we go into a famine month. And so what ends up happening is when we start to feel pressured, when we start to feel when we start to feel that famine month, what ends up happening is we have the mindset of money will solve my problems. But really, it's not that money will solve your problems. You're trying to solve the wrong problem. Your lack of money is not the problem. It's your thought that you're insecure is the problem. It's your insecurity. It's your insecurity. And This is what ends up happening. I see a couple things end up happening is they go in with this mindset. I just have to sustain this. I just have to make money. I just have to do this in my business. I just have to make the money. And when they come in with this, I just have to make money. What they do is they'll either go to one extreme of, okay, what are all the actions I can take? They go into the, what I like to call guessing and testing mode, which is not bad, but they'll start making a ton of guesses of, okay, I can do this and I can do this and I can do this and I can do this. And instead of actually going out and testing those guesses, they start to build systems and processes around the guesses without testing it because they're like, oh, okay, we can do this. Now let me build out this entire system, this entire process, and then we'll go implement it. So they've just wasted a ton of time building systems and processes over a guess that when they test it might not actually work. But to them, it's like this false, um, it's like this false action, right? Someone called, I forgot who it is, but they call it passive action. It's you're taking a lot of action in the back end because it still makes you feel like you're doing something to bring in money, but it doesn't actually bring in the money. doesn't actually bring in the money. So I see this happen all the time. And a lot of the times this goes along with the other thought of that, 
I just had this really big month and I'm being seen as successful. I have to maintain that, have to maintain that image. So then they're okay. I can't take messy action on this because then it'll look like I'm showing up small. So if they, it's an ego thing, like it's, it's an insecure ego, which is absolutely hilarious. It's an oxymoron, right? But like, it's an insecure ego because you don't want to show up small. Like you're afraid to be seen as small, especially since you just had this big month. You're thinking they're going to think I'm in, they're going to think that I'm a failure, that it didn't work. Like all of these things, it, it could go on and on, but really it, to avoid your fear of looking small or taking messy action, you guess what you think you should do. And then you build systems and processes around it and end up wasting time, right? Like you're doing failure avoidance, which I could go on a whole nother tangent. But also if you are here in the chat, say hello, let me know that you can hear me as well. <laughs> and again, if you also want to jump on live anytime I record these podcast episodes, you can just jump on Instagram. And again, let me know what you think, like what I'm saying. I would, if you have any questions, I can answer them during this live interview um, or this live podcast recording. These, this is what I see. And then what ends up happening is they, again, build all these systems and processes, which then will continue to feed the feast or famine months. It'll continue to feed that process. The second thing that I see is a lot of the times they will say, okay, I just need the money. I just need the money. I just need to maintain the money. So a couple of things happen when that thought comes up that doesn't go more into the systems or processes, but goes more into their mindset of the type of clients they attract. I say all the time that your messaging and your marketing is a reflection of your mindset. The What we say, i.e. our messaging, and the way we say it, i.e. our marketing, right? The way that we say it to the world, the way that we are getting it in front of people is a reflection of our mindset. And this is something that a lot of my clients try to fight me on. When we start to work together, they want to come in and they want to immediately change all their messaging. And I'm like, we can't change your messaging without clearing up your mindset crap. Because if we just start creating messaging, if we create messaging and then create a marketing process to get that messaging out there, but you, your mindset is crap, you are always just going to self sabotage that messaging and it's not going to be in alignment with you. Therefore, you're going to put it out and it's not going to feel aligned. So your energy putting it out is not going to be in alignment. And then people aren't going to be attracted to it, who you want to be attracted to it. And then you're going to be like, well, it's not working. No, it's not. no, no, no. It's it, the thoughts come first guys. Like your mindset comes first. And when you approach your business of, I just need the money. And this happens at every level. It doesn't just happen at the beginner level. It doesn't happen. I have, I, I deal with this sometimes to myself. Like I'm going to fully admit that I deal with this sometimes myself. I've worked with seven figure business owners who also still deal with this same mindset. It shows up in so many different ways at every different level, but they'll come in and they'll say something like, I just need to make money. I just need to make money. And the action that ends up happening with that, like they get this feeling of desperation and the action that ends up happening is they go into a money scarcity or money, um, money 
they become insecure about money. And then their thought is, if I just make more money, then I'll feel better. No, 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 no. The more money you make, and you still, you, you will still take that mindset junk with you at every level of money that you make. If you don't get rid of it first. So if you're thinking, I just need to make the money, you're going to show up. You're going to one, sacrifice yourself. You're going to sacrifice your, you're going to sacrifice your wants and your desires. And not only that, you're going to sacrifice your clients. And what I mean by that is you're going to bring on clients who aren't a good fit, okay, because you need the money and you're going to over deliver and undercharge, which then will make you resent them. And then you're going to complain that you have terrible clients. Are they really terrible or were you just putting them in a terrible situation for them to react to a terrible service that you're offering them. And you then end up, you end up bringing on them or another one is creating custom offers. They'll be like, oh, you're not a good fit for my original program, but here I'll create this custom offer for you. And guys, I have fallen in this so many times. Listen, I know. And I see it with my clients all the time. And oh, hello, Sophie. Sophie's on. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. But you're going to you're going to basically sacrifice yourself, your business, and your clients for money. You're going to sacrifice all of this. And then what ends up happening, and I'd say this all the time, I can go a whole nother tangent about, I think you should only have one signature offer for a while and basically just keep evaluating that offer and making it better and honing in on your skills and what it is you actually want slash are good at doing. Because what will happen when you create these customs offers, you're then, you're then trying to solve problems you're not equipped to solve. That's the first. You will then try to solve problems you are not equipped to solve, giving your client a terrible customer experience and not really putting them first, which is selfish, right? But then on top of that, it's like a double-edged sword. When you're working with clients who aren't a perfect fit client and you continue to work with them and give them a service trying to solve the problem they have, you then become a master at solving the problem for someone who is not your ideal client and you start to master solving problems for people who don't have the problem that your service actually solves. Like you're only getting better at solving the wrong problem. Think about that for a hot second. When you work with clients who are not an ideal client, you are only getting better at solving a problem at solving the wrong problem. And then on the flip side, you turn around and complain that they're a pain in the rear end client and that they're not getting results. Well, duh, they're not getting results because you're trying to solve a problem that you're not a master in solving. And then what ends up, all this, what ends up happening is you then will start to one, resent your clients. And then when you resent your clients, you're not going to show up excited to work with them. 
and that's doing them a disservice. You're not going to show up and deliver your best work and that's doing them a disservice. And then on top of that, you're really going to start to resent your business because you're going to be on this hamster wheel of constantly feast or famine months. You're going to constantly feel like you have to sustain a high month and you go in desperation mode and then you get a little bit of money, but then the actions that you have to take to render the service that someone gave you money to makes you then fall back into the famine months. Might not be, might not be famine money-wise, but it might be famine energy-wise. And doing this over and over and over again is going to make you resent your business. And hear me, please, 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 loud and clear. When you resent something, you are always, always, always going to destroy it. If you resent something, you are going to resist doing it. When you resent your business, you are going to self-sabotage yourself in growing that business. I will tell you an example. I have a client who literally we put together an amazing offer for her and she wasn't pitching it. She wasn't going out and talking about it. And when I asked her, why have you not gone out and done this? She basically was like, I don't want to do the client work that comes with this offer. So she was, and then she was complaining to me, I don't have money. I need to pay my bills. And I think I should just go in. She, she's like, I think I just go do like a one-on-one -on -one offer really quick with someone so they can give me money or go pitch this or go do something else. And she basically was like, I'm avoiding the offer that I have because I don't want to do the client work because she resented, she hated showing up and doing the client work. And she was self-sabotaging herself from actually getting clients for that offer. And this is what will happen to you over and over and over again. This is what will happen to you over and over and over again. And I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this with a grain of salt, but it needs to be said. Sometimes someone's money is not meant to be yours. I know everyone out here in the interwebs are like, oh, you need to reach 10K months, 20K months, 30K months, and hustle, 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 and do everything you need to do. No, 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 no. Sometimes someone else's money is not meant to be yours. If we actually truly believe that, we would be okay saying no to someone who's not a perfect fit. But the reason why we don't do that is because we are so desperate to get that money. And it's just this huge cycle. And so a lot of the times when I see like a money, a money scarcity mindset come up that creates these feast or famine months, usually the deeper layer is insecurity. Really, it's insecurity. When you're insecure and you don't think you're good enough or you don't think you're qualified or you don't think that you have enough resources, what ends up happening is you, you try to overcompensate them. When you don't have enough, you're going to overcompensate by trying to do all of the things, by trying to offer a million different offers, by changing your price 50 million times, tweaking, doing a bunch of research, doing a lot of things in the back end, 
doing more, just doing more stuff, crap that doesn't actually grow your business. Because in our mind, if we don't have enough, the solution to that is more, right? Like even if you asked a three-year-old, if I asked my, my three-year-old Emery, if I said, oh, you don't have enough cake, her immediate thing would be like, okay, can you get me some more cake, right? Like our brains operate that way. That's how our brains operate, right? And so a lot of the times when I, when I see people showing up and doing all the things or creating a million different offers or um, I don't know, like doing 50 million launches or you know, just basically doing more stuff, right? Doing more research, more certifications, more something. That is a telltale sign that you are insecure. That there is some type of insecurity. And a lot of the times it's, it's insecure about money. It's insecure about money. And, you know, I just even today talked about on my Facebook page about with the hustle, like people using the hustle mentality as like as inspiration. Oh my gosh, my business sucks. And I just showed up and I did all of these things and I kept doing this and I kept doing that. And then eventually, you know, um, I grew my business. Right. And you, and, and they're using it as a way to seem like a rags to riches story, inspirational, or using it as a relatability point but really at the end of the day it's just going to attract people who also have that same mentality first of all and second it's not inspirational it's literally showing your insecurity <laughs> like it's showing your insecurity and your lack of trust in yourself because a lot of the times when I see a ton of people who cannot stick to a decision or they change their mind a million freaking times it is a freaking telltale sign that they do not trust themselves. And not trusting yourself is probably the worst place I think you could ever be. Not being able to trust your intuition or trust who you are and what's good for you and make a decision and be firm in that is probably the worst case scenario I think anyone could ever be in. I don't wish that upon anybody, really, truly, at the end of the day. But it's this, it's not inspirational, it's insecure. <laughs> Hustling and having, making tons of money every month at the expense or at the, at the expense or sacrifice of you and your clients, that is not inspirational. That is insecurity. And I will scream it from the high heavens. Like I cannot, I cannot do that. Is anyone, anyone watching? Have you, have you experienced this? Have you felt this? Have you felt like you've been in times of like feast or famine months? And in those, those famine months, you just think like, oh my gosh, I have to sustain this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And when it happens, it is kind of subtle, right? But I see this all the time, even within marketing processes, when I work with my clients, a lot of the times they'll have an offer and they, <laughs> it's funny because Sophie's on here. And I just talked about this with Sophie yesterday. I have clients who have an offer that is working great. It's working great. They're getting leads, they're getting sales. And then all of a sudden they will just completely self-sabotage themselves on it. And they'll either make the sales process way more complicated by adding a bunch of extra stuff, or they will completely throw that offer out and make some new high-end offer because they think, oh, well, I am now, I'm making a lot of money in my business. I'm a high-end entrepreneur. So I need to have some high ticket offer. And I'm like, 
if you had just stuck with that one offer that you had, if you had just stuck with that one offer that you had and just evaluated it over and over and over again and really asked yourself, what is it that I liked about this? What do I want to continue to do with this? What do I not want to continue to do with this, right? And not not fall back into, well, I'm only doing this because it's making me money. No, getting rid of that mentality because, oh, oh yeah, this is the other tangent and then I wanted to go on. I'm going on tangent. This is this was the thought that came up to me that came to me the other day. Let's say you want to build a seven-figure business, right? In order to build a seven-figure business, you're going to have to start building it now. What does that mean? It means that you pick an offer, you stick to it, you evaluate it, you make it better, you see what you can do, what you can improve, right? Because again, like I said earlier, when you're trying to create a ton of different offers for people who aren't your ideal clients, you are starting to basically become a master at solving the wrong freaking problem for the wrong client. The person you wanna work with does not have the same problems as this one-off client that you took on because you wanted the money. They don't have that problem. So you are now starting to get better at solving the wrong problem. So then when you do actually get clients who are a perfect fit for who you want to work with, you're going to be rusty on solving that problem. Or you're going to try to solve the problem that a lower level person has that they didn't have. Oh my goodness, I could go on and on. I could go on and on. And then when you end up doing that, you're never ever going to be able to work the plan of getting to a seven figure business. And so like, this is why I preach all, all, all the time is to have a signature offer that you are, that's constantly evolving, right? Like every time I have a client, every single time I have a client, I will go through and have them, I have them fill out a feedback form but I'll have them go through and I will evaluate what it is that I liked about working with them. What was kind of hard for me? What were some of the problems that we solved and how can I be better? How can I basically pre-solve some of those problems before they work with me within my content, right? How can I do that? I am constantly, constantly evaluating. So many entrepreneurs do not do this. They do not evaluate. And evaluation to me is the key to whether you're going to have a scalable and sustainable income every month, or if you're going to be constantly in those feast or famine months, really. And when you stick with that one offer and you evaluate it and you make it better and you consistently figure out what it is I like about this? What do I want to continue to do? You then start to have an offer that you feel confident will deliver the results. You also feel so lit up by it because you're like, oh my gosh, I am so good at what I do. So good at what I do. You also love doing it. So you then don't resent your business. And guess what? When you love to do something, when you show up with the love of doing something, clients are going to be attracted to that. Your mindset is also going to completely shift and selling that offer is going to be so much easier. Like I've worked with, I've worked with so many higher level entrepreneurs who's had an offer. They have one or two offers. Usually, usually the two offers don't happen until it's past the six figure mark. But if they have that one offer, 
and then they create some like other offer after they've you know gone for a while. I've had some clients, like I, I've had one client basically sell out her offer in a 48 hour period at a $25,000 price point. She doesn't have millions of followers. She doesn't even have thousands of followers. Like, I mean, she probably, I think she had like 7,500 followers on Instagram. That was it. Why? Because she perfected every single person. And she even, she said to the point where she gives a money back guarantee. You do not make the money back that you invested in her program during her program. She literally gives you her money back. How many of you guys right now with your offers could give a money back guarantee that if your clients will get, will make the money that they invested back, will make the money that they invested in you that, to get whatever, you know what I'm saying? I got tongue tied. How many of you can actually say that? Probably not a lot, right? But here's the thing. You need to evaluate why. You need to evaluate why. And I think everyone just gets stuck in this feast or famine months and they think that money will solve all of their insecurity problems and it will never, ever solve your insecurity problems. And taking someone's money with the mindset of, oh my gosh, I just need this money. How would you feel if roles were reversed? In fact, you've probably had that happen to you. How many of you have joined a program where you felt pressured into buying it because, you know, and they get like, oh, I can help you, I can help you. But it really truly was for them to take your money. They had a scarcity mindset of, oh, I just really need to make a sale. I really need to make a sale, blah, blah, blah. That does not feel good. But you're being a hypocrite in doing that to your own clients. If you're over there saying, I need, I'm taking someone's money with the mindset, of, I just need the money. You are doing your client a disservice. And it is so incredibly selfish to do that. Like, like I said earlier, sometimes someone's money is not meant to be yours. And I just think trying to, trying to build a business with, I just need the money mindset is going to never, ever help you reach the goals that you want to reach in your business. If you want to reach a seven figure business, you need to plan now. You need to implement the steps now go. And I have this, I do this with all my clients. I say, okay, Let's say you're sitting down with seven-figure Ashley, right? Let's say I sit down with seven-figure Ashley and you asked her, how did you do this? Like how, and like, imagine how you want to be at seven figures, right? Like let's, like me at seven figures, I actually just journaled this this morning. Me at seven figures, I want to only work three days a week. I want to um, only have calls. Basically, I only want to be on calls one day of the week. I want to do my breath work and my stillness practice and take care of my body, work out 30 minutes every single day, meditate every single day and do all that before I do any work. I want to still be in a beautiful office building with lots of big windows and space, right? Like I want to have a thriving marriage that we do date night. Every, like, what do I feel like? What do I look like? What actions am I taking daily? And so I'll pretend I'll go to coffee with her and I'll say, okay, pretend me now, like today, Ashley sits down with seven figure Ashley. And I say seven figure Ashley, like, wow, what did you do to have this 
thriving business, to have this thriving marriage, to do all of these things and put yourself first. Like, how did you do that? And the, and just putting yourself in that perspective takes your brain out of the limiting beliefs for a second. And you start to think like, oh, that's a possibility. Oh, I did this and I did that. And I did this and I did that. And it, and it, and it brings up this whole perspective and it's so fascinating to do. It's so fascinating to do with yourself because you start to really see that a lot of the actions you're currently taking are not the things that got you to that point. And so then you have to really, truly manage your mind every single day and start to implement doing those things. Really start to implement doing those things. And so, yeah, it's an amazing exercise to do with yourself. And then I also do it on the flip side. I'll say, you know, why did you start your business? And a lot of the, usually I get the answers of, I really wanted to make an impact. I really wanted time freedom. I really wanted to spend time with my family. I wanted financial freedom. I wanted to be able to make as much money as I wanted to make. I didn't want to have to answer somebody else, you know, all that stuff. Right. And so I'm like, okay, so what if you go back and like, I name, I named the past Ashley. Like, so for me, I call her high school Ashley because, you know, I had a lot of people doubt me in high school and tell me like, I shouldn't go to college. It wasn't for our family and, you know, all these different things, right? So I call myself high school Ashley, but sometimes, you know, it could be like, depending on their job, like uh, I have another person that was like a cubicle, you know, cubicle Ashley or, um, you know, Eurosport Ashley. I don't know, something like name that person. And then I do the exercise of, okay. If you went back in time and had coffee with high school, Ashley, and she saw where you're at now and all the success you've made and, you know, all this, like, what would she say to you? Positive things. What would be the positive things that she says to you? And you're going to be like, wow, my gosh, you did it. All of your, the dreams that you've had come true. I'm going to get teary. I think about it. Like, wow, the dreams you've had have come true. You, you, you did college. Not only that, you studied abroad and saw the world and you, you did it, right? And you go through this and you start to get emotional. Like I'm getting teary-eyed. You guys can see I'm getting teary-eyed. You start to go through this. You start to go through this cycle, but then I say, okay, now what would you say to her? That basically everything you just told me on this call. And I'm like, so I'm like, I'm going to pretend to be you for a second. And I'd say, I'm sorry, it's not good enough. You had a $20,000 a month last month, but it's not good enough. You need to not spend time with your family and go try and find another client because your business is going to burn to the ground. You don't think you're qualified enough. You feel like um, you're, you're, you and your husband fight all the time because you're constantly staring at your phone or on a computer trying to get leads, right? And it's a freaking heart, like it's a gut punch. Like it's a heart stab. Because that, you know, me, high school, Ashley would have been like, are you freaking kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Look how amazing you are. And it's, you almost want to argue with yourself and it feel, you feel terrible, right? But that's what ends up happening when you have these like money, when you have this money scarcity mindset of, okay, I um, have to get out of this famine month. I have to get out of this. And I don't know. It's just something that I see all the time and it drives me insane. And so I think like what I want to end this on, or I guess the point of this entire, entire rant is that the who, and I, I think it was, I think it was Stacey Bayman who said this. She said, 
the who comes before the how, right? The who comes before the how. If you are not the person, if you do not have the mindset, if you do not have the skill set, if you are not who you are, if I am not the person who can run a seven figure business, you can give me all the steps all day long, but I will constantly just self sabotage those steps because I'm not the person who is capable of being in that place. The who comes before the how. And the how is not make more money. I just want you to, I just literally want you to hear this so much. Like money will never, ever, 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 ever solve your problems. When I made $1,000 a month, I still had the exact same problems I had when I made $5,000 a month. Your problems will only get amplified because money will never, ever, ever solve the problem, ever. The amount of money you make is a circumstance and a circumstance is completely neutral because I can make a $20,000 a month, right? Let's say 20,000, let's say Let's say I made $20,000 a month and Danielle is on this call. Danielle made $20,000 a month. My thought would be, oh my God, I made $50,000 a month last, last month. Why did I only make $20,000 a month? And Danielle was like, holy crap, I've never made more than $1,000 a month. This is freaking amazing. It will always be neutral. It's our thoughts. It's our thoughts about it, right? Like money is never, ever going to solve the problem. Ever, ever. It's never going to solve the problem. So there's my rant for you guys. I should probably structure my podcast episodes a little bit better, but I don't know. I just, I just had to come live and talk about it and, and rant about it for a little bit. But that's all I want to leave you with. Money, more money is never the solution to your problem. Ever. So. That's it. I hope that you all have an amazing rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed this rant, but I will catch you next time I go live as well as next time I do a podcast episode. So hope you guys have an amazing day and I will talk to you later. Bye. Oh, friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Partner Round Show. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And I would love, love for you to join us on the next podcast recording. You can go to www.ashamayfernandez.com slash podcast to see our interview schedule and the link to join us live to get your questions answered, get some personalized feedback and one-on-one hot seat coaching from not only me, but the amazing guests that I bring on the show. So I hope to catch you in the next episode. And until then, I will smell you later.